Hello and welcome to the Mythical Storytelling Podcast. I'm your host and storyteller, Shinjan. I've always been fascinated by the myths and the stories behind those myths in cultures throughout the world. So if you, like me, are interested in exploring these stories behind the myths, then this is the right podcast for you. So without further ado, let's start with today's story. Today's story is called The Labors of Hercules, Chapter 1, as retold by Robert Graves. Brought to you by Holiday Whisperers, your bespoke and personal holiday planner. Visit holidaywhisperers.co.uk today for all the help you need and want to plan your next holiday. And the best part is that it's completely free, so get onto that website now. Also, if you're an aspiring podcaster like me and don't know where to start, check out Burstproud.com. Burstproud is hands down the easiest and the best way to launch, promote and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and more within minutes of finishing your recording. And if you sign up for a paid plan through the link in the description, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift voucher. How cool is that? Right, let's get on with the story now. Heracles, whom the Romans called Hercules, was Zeus's son by Alcmene, a Theban princess. Hera, angry that Zeus had made another of his marriages with a mortal woman, sent two tremendous snakes to kill Hercules while still a baby. He and his twin brother, Iphiclus, were lying asleep in a shield, used as a cradle, when the snakes crawled hissing towards them across the floor. Iphiclus screamed and rolled out of the shield, but Hercules, an immensely strong child, caught the snakes by their throats, one in each hand, and strangled them. As a boy, Hercules took far more interest in fighting than in reading, writing or music. He also preferred roast meat and barley bread to honey cakes and fruit pies. Soon he became the best archer, the best wrestler and the best boxer alive. Because Linus, his music teacher, beat him for not taking enough trouble over his scales, Hercules knocked Linus dead with a lyre. Accused of murder, Hercules said simply, Linus hit me first. All I did was to defend myself. The judges let him off. Eurystheus, the high king of Greece, wanted to banish Amphitryon, king of Thebes, now Hercules' stepfather. But Hercules nobly offered to be his slave for 99 months if Amphitryon might stay and keep his throne. Hera advised Eurystheus, agree but set Hercules the 10 most dangerous labors you can possibly choose, all to be performed in those 99 months. I want him killed. The first labor that Eurystheus set Hercules was to kill the Nemean lion, an enormous beast with a skin proof against stone, brass or iron. It lived in a mountain cave when the arrows that Hercules shot at the lion bounced off harmlessly, he took his great club of wild olive wood and hit it on the head, but only smashed the club. The lion shook its head because of the singing noise in its ears, then yawned and went back into his cave. This cave had two entrances. 
Hercules netted the smaller with a brass net and going in by the larger caught the lion by the throat. Though it bit off the middle finger of his left hand, he managed to get his head under his right arm and squeeze it to death. Hercules skinned the lion by using one of his own claws for a knife and afterwards wore the skin. Then he cut himself a second club of wild olive wood and reported to Eurystheus. The second labor was far more dangerous, to kill the monstrous Hydra in the marshes of Lerna. She had a huge body like a dog's and eight snake heads on long necks. Hercules fired flaming arrows at the Hydra as she came out from her hole under the roots of a plane tree. Then he rushed forward and batted at the eight heads as fast as he crushed them others grew in their places. Up scuttled a crab sent by Hera and bit his foot. Hercules broke its shell with a kick. At the same time, he drew his sharp, coal-hilted sword and called for Iolos, his chariot driver. Iolos hurriedly brought a torch and after Hercules had cut off each head, singed the neck to prevent a new one from sprouting. That was the end of the Hydra. Hercules dipped his arrows in a poisonous blood. Whoever they struck would die painfully. The third labor was to capture the Serenian hind, a white deer with brass hooves and golden horns, belonging to the goddess Artemis. Artemis was the goddess of moon, wild animals and hunting. It took Hercules a whole year to catch the hind. He chased her up the hill and down dale all over Greece until at last he shot an unpoisoned arrow at her as she ran past him. The arrow went between the sinew and bone of her forelegs without drawing a drop of blood and pinned them together. As she stumbled and fell, Hercules seized her, drew out the arrow and carried her on his shoulders to Eurystheus. Artemis would have been furious if he had killed her pet hind but forgave him because she admitted his clever shooting. Eurystheus then set the hind free. The fourth labor was to capture the Eurymanthian boar, a huge creature with tusks like an elephant's and an arrow-proof skin. Hercules chased it to and fro across the mountains in winter until it stuck in a deep snowdrift. There he jumped in after it and tied its hind legs to its forelegs when Eurystheus saw Hercules carrying the boar on his back up the palace avenue, he ran off and hid in a big brass jar. The fifth labor was to clean King Augeus's filthy cattle yard in a single day. Augeus owned many thousands of cattle and never troubled to get rid of the messes they made. Eurystheus set this task just to annoy Hercules, hoping that he would cover himself with filth as he loaded the dung in baskets and carried them away. Augeus stood and sneered at Hercules. I bet you twenty cows to warn that you cannot clean the yard in a day. Done, said Hercules. He swung his club and knocked down the yard wall, then borrowed a mattock and quickly dug deep channels from two nearby rivers. The river water rushing through the yard washed it clean in a very short time. As his sixth labor, Eurystheus told Hercules to free the Stymphalian marsh of his brass-feathered, man-eating birds. They looked like cranes 
but had beaks that would pierce an iron breastplate. Hercules could not swim through the marsh because it was too muddy, nor walk across it because the mud would not bear his weight. And when he shot at the birds, his arrows glanced off their feathers. The goddess Athene appeared and handed him a brass rattle. Shake that, she ordered. Hercules took the rattle and shook it. The birds rose into the air, mad with terror. Hercules shot and killed scores of them as they flew off towards the Black Sea, for they had no brass feathers on the undersides of their bodies. None ever returned. End of chapter 1 Thank you for listening to today's story. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have any thoughts or comments, you can reach out to me on my Twitter. My handle is blabberingshin or you can email me at iamshinjan at gmail.com. So that is I-A-M-S-H-I-N-J-A-N at gmail.com. Please subscribe to my podcast if you've liked my work and don't forget to share it with your friends and family. I look forward to entertaining you with more mythical stories like this going forward. Adios. Thank you.